Welcome to the Quick Stop F1 podcast. My name is Nyasha and you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Joining me today is my co-host and co-founder, most moisturized content creator in the world, not in F1, anywhere, including all the beauty content creators in the whole world. It's none other than Tandy Sabanda. Tandy! Hi, guys. How is everyone? Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Nyasha? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll good. be listening to this and it'll be Nyasha's birthday. So if you haven't seen or heard of Nyasha, our founder and creative director and head honcho and arms man, um, go over to our Twitter and send him a happy birthday or just bombard him on his Instagram, Munch Club TV. Oh, she put it all out there. Happy oh, wow, birthday. All out there. Thank you. Happy thank birthday. you. Thank you. Thank you, Martz. And no, I might as well introduce you as well. It's the man from <laughs> one of our favorite podcasts, our podcast mm-hmm. brothers in arms. We started at the same time. I love mm-hmm. him so much that <clears throat> I invite him to my house for parties. And he <laughs> regularly decides not to turn up on time, turns up late with a bottle and a smile. And you know what? It's such a lovely <laughs> smile. All is forgiven. Welcome to the show. Mars, how you Yay. doing? Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, happy to be here. I think it's been a while since I was last on air. So mm. it's been, yeah. You guys, do you guys know that we actually got a picture together on Friday? Did we? We have a picture together, yeah. Found it in my I was phone. Late, so I, it probably wasn't me. It was you. <laughs> no, it's it in my it phone. Late picture. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh wow. You so wait, you were you turned up late, but mm. you were so drunk by the time the picture was taken, which can't have been that long after you came that you can't remember. Oh, I picture. do remember it now. I do remember oh, it. Yeah, of course I you do. do. Oh yeah. yeah, of course you do. I do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. <laughs> no, look, uh, thank you for coming, Mars. But look, uh, guys, it's not about me. It's not about Mars or his lateness. It's about you guys at home. And look, make sure you are smashing that like button and the subscribe. And look, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a five star review. If you're mm-hmm. on Apple, make sure you leave a review under this. And always, there's a page on for a ad free stream. One day I will get that right. Tandy. Mm. Italian Grand Prix I wasn't expecting much But I felt like I had quite a good time Watching it other than the obvious How did you feel? I thought I already knew what the result was going to be But I thought, do you know what? There were certain characters, you know Who all the time try and make it more entertaining for us And I enjoyed it I was screaming at TV at one point I haven't done that in ages Mm. Mm. I I think so I I, I Mm. think the good thing about this race was because I think I was expecting, okay, Monza, straight line speed, Red Bull DRS, they'll just cruise past and, you know, it will, it'll be a foregone conclusion. But I think for the first time this season, without the need of a safety car or a red flag to kind of make, mix, oh, mix things up, we just got a clean racing day with action from start to finish. And it was real F1 heritage, if I'm not, if, like, to be honest, I, to me, that was my favourite race of the season. Mark, really? as someone who is a, 
I think it was, yeah, 100%. I'm trying to think, like, Zandvoort was the last race, right? Mm -hmm. That was good. But, again, we're looking at, I think that was a red flag. Was that a red flag? I can't remember last week. But there was a safe, there's definitely, yeah, I think that was a red flag at some point. Am I lying? Am I lying? I don't know. Or, or there was a safety car. There was something which mixed up the race. I'm sorry. My my real knowledge is, has just gone to shit there. But yeah, no, I, for me, I just felt like it's not often you get... In. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, 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 Mart, for that. I'm really so glad that. it wasn't me who started yeah. the old jokes. Like, yeah. it's a bit too obvious yeah. if it was me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. even when it came from a place I wasn't expecting, it still hurt more. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but I guess, Mart, great friend, love you. How uh, how did you find uh, the, the Italian Grand Prix? Um, I actually wasn't, I wasn't looking forward to this race at all. Um, mm. I thought it was just going to be just another one of those boring max wins, DRS train. But surprisingly... I stayed awake for the whole race, I think for the first time this season. Um, and yeah, it was just a great race in, in general. There was so much action. I think that this was one of the best starts I think we've also ever seen. I can't remember if it was much overtaken at the start, but just watching all the cars go around that first, those first two corners so cleanly, mm. I think that was like, yeah, that was some great F1 racing. No, for sure. I, honestly, yeah, I think that's it's a really good point, you know, especially into that, those tight chicanes, you know, the first chicane and the second chicane, um, for all 19 cars, obviously after Sonoda's retirement, to get through those without any incident whatsoever was good. I think at that point I was thinking, fuck, if, that, if it's not going to happen here, when are we going to see some action? And actually we saw it all the way down the field. I guess, look, let's get it out of the way, Okay. History was made on Sunday, whether we like it or not. Something unprecedented happened mm. and Max Verstappen won his 10th race in a row. Um, I mean, Red Bull have won. I can't even remember how many fucking races in a row they've won now. Um, Incredible amount Brazil, of wind. Basically. Since Brazil, yeah, basically since Brazil yeah. they've won, yeah. they've won every race. Um, Tandy, yeah. All we've had all week, and yeah, we spoke about this last week on the pod. You know, unfortunately, you weren't able to be here. So I guess I'll get your opinion on this now. We've had a lot of people. Uh, oh, Chris has said it's fifteen races in a row. Thank you very much. Um, We've had a lot of people and it's still kind of going on today with, you know, we need to appreciate what's going on with Red Bull right now. We need to appreciate the brilliance of Red Bull and and I guess by proxy and not by proxy on its own, Verstappen's own work in getting to those 10 races in a row. Um, I guess where do you stand on how much you respect the feat as a sporting feat achievement yeah as a sporting achievement you, yeah yeah as a sporting achievement i definitely agree that you know we should celebrate it it's obviously a record that's not been made before and it's quite interesting mm. and quite fascinating if anything that we actually do quite study the trajectory of red bull in the past two fucking years or should i say three should i say two yeah two um 
but and then you always get like real questionable moments where you see Carlos signs in the same machinery that he's been in since the start of the season actually taking um like max on um and it took it took max 15 laps to pass him so that's where it kind of almost confuses me the theatrics of it all but you know what happy to them happy to that man may he eat it up and continue to eat it up but unfortunately the truth is while this achievement is there there's this willowing dark cloud of f1 fans who are just like i'm bored yeah right Mm. i think look the, the shame is i was watching the race and i was like Man, if Max Verstappen wasn't in this race and let's say Carlos Sainz was first, this is a fucking classic. Like, do you know what I mean? We've we've got a race for the lead pretty much all the way through with someone who is struggling to pass him. And, you know, it's, it's, for me, you know, some some great action all the way down. I guess, Marx, where do you stand on Red Bull's achievements, Max's achievements? And uh, I guess I'll put this to you. Having now achieved this, where does Max rank now in the pantheon of, of F1 greats? See, Marx is so, so, so enthralled by Red Bull. So enthralled. This nigga's speechless. This nigga's speechless. He can't even imagine. The words that want to come out of his mouth. I, I didn't what know do I, didn't I say? How I do know. I describe this? Look, whilst he finds the words that he needs to find, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I will answer my own question. And it won't be the first time I've done this on this podcast, so fuck it. Um, I will say this. Go on. That... Someone texted me the other day and they're like, I can see the inner battle you have between the Max Verstappen hater and maybe like the purest F1 person in you that wants to kind of acknowledge what you're witnessing. And and look, I've been watching F1, fuck me, I'm old, for like three decades now, pretty Mm. much, right? You know, week Mm -hmm. after week, race after race. Um, I watched it through Schumacher. Schumacher was my favourite driver when I first started watching. Do you mean I watched all of that? I I, I watched every race of that period. Obviously, I've lived and loved the Hamilton and Mercedes dominance. Um, And what I will say about Max and Red Bull is that as much as I want to hate them... What I will say is, as a team and collective, these motherfuckers don't make mistakes. Like, don't miss. There's never a a botched... They don't miss. They don't miss. Even in the heat of battle, they don't miss. I hate it. But it's true. No botched pit stops. Mm. No stupid safety car calls which endangers their driver's uh, strategy. No, I don't know, Max doesn't accidentally yeet it off the track on his own one time like some drivers do in other cars, right? Yeah. 
that is what I respect very highly. The level of consistency. Well, and you can hate me for this as much as you want. To do it race after race after race, it's easy having the best car. It's not easy for everyone from top to bottom to be so on point race after race after race after race. However, what I will say is this. It is verging on boring. It's probably already boring. And the reason it's boring is because there's no one in Max's team to challenge Max. Sergio Perez is not that guy. <laughs> like, and, and we you know established what? that weeks ago, weeks ago. No, but I'll tell you now, there's some people, mm-hmm. there's some people who will have you believe, okay, that Sergio Perez is that guy, but Red Bull have fucked his car so much um, that he's not able to be that guy, right? And but that I just makes want to me... say that that's not true. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not buying into it. Guys, if you really thought Sergio Perez was that guy and he was quick enough to be up there with Max Verstappen and then they were slowing his car down, you wouldn't even... He wouldn't stand for that. Do you think if he had a chance to win the world title and they slowed his car down, he would just be like, ah, si, senor, okay. Like, yeah, no, yeah, oh, yeah, he wouldn't. Si, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, he wouldn't. Respectfully. Like, do you he know wouldn't. What? <laughs> do you know what is so funny to watch at the moment within this season? It's so funny to kind of watch the Bloods and the Crips of Formula One, which at the moment is... The older watchers and like the DTS newer fans come to get together. Have you seen that picture of um, the Bloods and the Crips and they're both holding their their um, their what's it called their bandanas together and they've come together and we've all collectively yeah, yeah. come together and then mm, yeah, but this is boring, you guys. This is boring. I get it. It's an achievement. And I think it will. I'm not going to lie. I think what we've actually just witnessed is going to change the trajectory, the trajectory of Formula One and how we kind of look at achievements from now on. It it might be in the next few, like, you know, years that we just don't look at a driver and say, yes, you are winning. That's what makes you a go. I think now it's more like, yes, you might not be winning, but you collect points this way. Or yes, you might not be winning, but you defend this way. Which also brings me back to what I said at the start of the year, that I now just feel like we are in a place where people are just going to start standing individual drivers more than teams because there actually is no actual teamhood. I feel the season, there's no actual, you know, feel of people who are actually working together to get to a place. It just feels like everyone's one for man, one for us all. And, um, no, look. yeah. Oh, sorry. Did, did you have more to say? No. No, no, no. I was going to say, well, look, I think I think, I think, think the sport was already kind of like that, but for sure it's getting like that. But that's what something like DTS does, right? It makes you fall mm. in love with personalities more than mm-hmm. it does teams. And then you start mm-hmm. to back a driver based on how you mm-hmm. feel and react to that person, right? And, you know, look, uh, I'll talk about it later, but, you know, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, 
battling out over that last podium, you know, uh, Piastri and Norris already, you know, that kind of partnership seems to be a partnership mm-hmm. that competitively looks like it's not, I don't know how long that's going to be able to last. I think, no, I think Piastri is being a very good rookie and kind of keeping his mouth shut. But I think the longer that kind of goes on, you know, again, how much inter-team kind of compliance is there going to be with that? Um, But look, Mart, I know like I asked you a question earlier and you were so, so enthralled by, by what you wanted to say that you couldn't possibly kind of talk to me and say it. And I know you've gathered your thoughts now. But um, Mart, I guess what I will say, what I, what I will ask you is, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll ask you, where do you rank, rank Verstappen and Red Bull's kind of achievements and what they're kind of doing in the sport right now? Um, I think it's amazing. Yeah? That, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Did I just say that? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just slipped out. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna have to have another shirt shower, man. It's horrible. It's horrible. Say it again. Um, it's terrible. That's <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> nah, no, 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 never. Why is it amazing? No, I. You know what it is? I think it's more down to this is what F1's all about. As much as I try to hate on what the Red Bull team are doing and how much you, you probably as a Hamilton fan, we, I do not like it at all. You, this is the type of dominance that we've always wanted to see in the sport. I think, like this is what we wanted to see from Mercedes from in from basically 2014 to uh, 19. We kind of wanted to see oh sorry, 2020 sorry. Um, we wanted to see that type of dominance from them, especially from Hamilton, but. It never came, and we've just seen it for what it is now. Um, I never got to see the Schumacher, Schumacher era. So when they were doing what they were doing in 2004, you, you just see it um, on a Wikipedia page, and that's how you appreciate yeah. it. But yeah. when you're seeing it now live in the flesh, and you're watching it every race, Max Verstappen just winning race after race after race, it's just, it's incredible. Like, and I think it just goes to show why I think... We talk about Adrian Newey just being probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to this sport. He's won how many? 11 championships, going on to be 12 this year. You just have to just put you, yeah, just give that man a round of applause, man. Look, people talk about like... I'll give him the clapping without the cheering. Hold on. I'll give him like the, 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 this clapping. He no, don't get the cheering, but he'll get the clapping. Yeah, he's he's done a great job in terms of building that car. I mean, whatever they you know throw what? at him. I would mm. call, I would describe Newey. Has anyone watched Oppenheimer? Yeah. No, not yet. No. Yeah. Newey is Oppenheimer. The, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, fine. <laughs> Great. Uh, haven't we all, mate? Um, yeah, Oppenheimer <laughs> obviously invented the atomic bomb. And in the in the movie, if whether it's true or not, he does have a sense of guilt. He has to do these press conferences where he's got to kind of explain why it's so great. America. Um, 
and you know he's obviously killed like a bunch of people but who cares because america um and that's what it is newey has possibly brought the atomic bomb into formula one and it's like yeah red bull to what extent you know to what extent yes no right to what extent right yeah the pursuit of technical engineering brilliance do you know what i mean at what expense for the you, rest of the sport but as kanye west once said after you one man should not have all that power is that what he said <laughs> no one That's man should have all that power no yeah, one yeah. man should have yeah, all that, that power yeah you know yeah no for sure mm. for sure look you know this you know hopefully we don't get cancelled for either the oppenheimer take or the kanye west reference but America. i would say that <laughs> what i would say no you're right and i think but the thing is off that point i guess marks mm. and i've got another question after this but it's not red well I was going to say it's not Red Bull's fault. Okay, I'll ask this question now. A lot of people watching this will say that this car, well, the 2021 car, was built after uh, a cost cap violation now, no matter how big or small that cost cap violation was, there was still a breaking of the rules and, you know, the amount that they went over. Because um, that now, not sure. No, but okay, okay, let me finish. Let me 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 let that let me 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 had their bright idea of not developing the 2021 car any further because they were concentrating on making this slim, thick piece of shit called the W13. Um, Red Bull, <laughs> Red Bull were bringing update after update after update, and you know they they overstepped on the cost cost cap, and then they were able to develop the 2022 car, the 2023 car is a development from the 2022 car. So what do you say to people who are like, the first World Drivers' Championship they got was done under nefarious circumstances. The second World Drivers' title they got was done under nefarious circumstances. This car is an evolution of a car which they cheated on. Ooh, how can I respect a team that seems to have got away with murder twice in a row and instead of being arrested seems to have been knighted? Yeah, I I fully get that. Um, I share the grievances, but at the end of the day, it's it goes. It just comes back to Nui, and this was Nui's bread and butter. He's been waiting for this all his life. This is the moment in F1 that he knew this was it. This was his World Cup final, and he performed. Mm. said ground effect cars that's it yeah see this, this is where you guys are all like thesis on ground effect cars this is where you guys are like all missing it out like people are out here talking about project coco golf project there's hamilton it should be project newbie get your kids an engineering degree and get them out on that hey, track get them kids to face their books trust me Fuck about <laughs> pushing that ball around Face your book. Face your book. Fuck a ball. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. As a woman who has eggs, I will be looking for a right suitor who can 
produce a newy type prototype with my brain and his engineering mm. masters, we could mm. save the mm. sport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me five years yeah. though. Yeah, no. Five years plus the 18, plus the uni and the experience. Yeah. Even Ugo's going to be retired by then. <laughs> the fuck are we going to be doing? <laughs> when the time now comes around. <laughs> okay. Well, look, Don't congratulate. Worry, you'll be ready for Hamilton's kid. We'll yeah. Ready for Hamilton's kid. Yeah. Hamilton's yeah. kid. Yes. Yes. Just give me Hamilton's five minutes. He does decide to do With... with Lewis or <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said and I'll say it again. No, 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 fair play. No, okay. okay. No, I'll no, have bits with Lewis as well, but that's it. Pause. <laughs> that's, there's no pause about that. <laughs> 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 I mean, then there's pause and there's like, what you said was what you said. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, look, um, Congratulations to Max. Uh, and Congratulations Bull, to Denny. Uh, as as she met Lewis as well. Sorry. She did. She did. Mm. She did meet Lewis. Congratulations to Denny. Well done. No one deserves it more. She puts in a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. she deserves that. So well done. And you know what? I don't know, man. I see a lot of people on F1 Twitter. Uh, F1 Twitter is the biggest bunch of... Haters in the That's world. That's why you yeah. guys will never know anything about any of us because you're all weirdos. Honestly, sat at home. How can you big, haters. big mad haters? Like, get off your mum's laptop. Stop using your mum's Wi-Fi up. Go outside. Touch grass. Touch grass. Do you know what fucks me off about F1 Twitter? These motherfuckers will be sat there on their mum's Wi-Fi or in mm. their fucking basement man cave, not looking after their fucking kids. Mm. Your kids are crying. Where's dad? Uh, What's dad doing? <laughs> oh, he's downstairs. Oh, Daddy's teenagers talking to his on online friends on Twitter. Daddy's not now, son. Honestly. Yeah. No, no, son. I'm I'm defending Martin Brundle for uh, for not talking to Meg the Stallion. These motherfuckers would denigrate any celebrity that goes to on an F1 grid, gets paddock passes. As soon as someone and then like more fans should get paddock passes. A fan gets a paddock pass. All of a sudden, now nah, fuck this, fuck this, and they guy. start a hate campaign. Let me tell you now, that shit is fucking loser shit. Hate your shit. Get your money up, not your funny up. Okay. Get your pussy game up. If you want to go. Okay. (laughs) I thought that's where we were going with it. I'm really sorry. I didn't say I am, though. (laughs) You're not sorry. You're not sorry. And look, you're not wrong, but figuratively, step your pussy up. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just, just if you want, if you want to, just fucking pay for it. Listen, and then they, won't, people, they weren't with us shooting in the gym. They it's giving broke. The they weren't with us shooting in the gym. Hide the money, y'all. There's it poor is. people. That's <laughs> what's giving. <laughs> Honestly, but look, it's not about you guys that are broke <laughs> on Twitter. It's not about these two. Look, we're gonna come back after the break and talk about the Italian Grand Prix. After a word from our sponsors. We're what back. lovely sponsors. Right. So, what lovely sponsors. Thank you to all the sponsors. Um, where do we go next? You know what? Let's do it. Let's do mm. it. 
actually, fuck it. Okay. Candy. Mm. Say something nice about Carlos Sainz. I knew he was going here. I could see it in his eyes. <clears throat> I've actually prepared a speech about Carlos Sainz. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, go crazy. I'm normally a woman who has a lot to say. This has to be Carlos's hardest fought podium from what I have seen from this season. Watching Carlos against the Red Bull was almost like it just reminded me of like the 2000s racing, like the clips that I used to see anyway. And I thought that brought like a really nice sense of nostalgia. It was even more fun to like watch him kind of race against Charles as well. And you know what? I'll give it to him. The boy is the boy this week. Don't get too excited. And it was really nice to see him, like, you know, really take on the fight for third. It was brutal and I loved it. It was actually art. It was beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah. A hundred times, like, a hundred times more entertaining than watching, like, Max constantly finish. And I think Carlos being the person he was chosen to take on this episode of Let's Make It, Try Make It More Entertaining was great. And that is what I have to say about Carlos Sainz. Max had to fight for this victory today. Well, mm-hmm. I say he had to fight, but... Figured he did, though. Well the... Yeah. Yeah. He did. He and I, that's what I was saying... DRS. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier as well, that it literally took Max 15 laps to get past Carlos. How? What What breakfast had mm. Carlos had that morning? What was it, that, What was good about that particular car today that hasn't been good about it the past few weeks? It just... Boggles my mind. Like, I'm happy for Carlos, but I have so many questions. Sorry. I think one of the things with F1... No, that's fine. Look, I think one of the things for F1 this season is the way that between Mercedes, Ferrari, Aston, McLaren, track to track, you just don't know who's going Mm. to be the second fastest car. It's so track dependent. I'm sorry, that's very depressing to hear. Don't know who's going to be second fastest. <laughs> because at one I mean, point, let's yeah, be honest, get, we were literally get. talking about the McLarens and then Land- Lando Norris hardly showed up this week. I'm sorry. And then, like, at first we were saying the McLarens are, like, the second. And then at one point, the Ferraris were actually the fifth fastest car. I'm not going to lie to you. In my head, they were. So how have it we come Zandvo, to this? like, last week. Yeah. How have we come to this? Yeah. Holes in this. I think, look, There's holes in this sponge. The whole And look, I think the sponge is the regulations, right? You know, mm. uh, we have a set of regulations squeeze. where, where uh, you know, do you say you squeeze? Are you trying to carry on the sponge analogy? I thought you were. Because I'll take it if that's what you said. Because yeah. you whispered it. And I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah you, you, yeah, you half-heartedly put it in. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I thought you were going yeah. somewhere with yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I was, but I wasn't there. But I'll take it then. Look, the, mm-hmm. what's happened is we've had a set of regulations where we thought, you know, we're going to put all this water into the sponge or we'll wring it out and there's going to be loads of water coming out. But what we've got is an insipid little bit of fucking tiny bit of water coming out each time. Not even enough to fill all the fucking dishes mm-hmm. right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's giving us a dry-ass F1 season. But I mm-hmm. guess what it does do... Mm-hmm. is race to race, we are getting 
action. And I guess the F1 purists or the ones who are looking to defend what's happening at the front would say, hey, behind Max, we've got all of this fucking going on. You don't even know who's going to yeah. finish second to exactly. eighth or whatever, right? It, and, you know, it's and, like... and then, then you have Alex Albon fucking popping up in the mix whenever there's a, a race with, you know, big straight line speed uh, necessary. And, you know, he's yeah. creating the RS train. So I guess like, that's why, I guess, Ferrari... Weekly, uh, yeah. we choose who's poorest and who's not. And apparently Sainz was the one who was absorbing and poorest and could take the F1 Ooh. sweat that was dripping... On the track when Max is on the track. Wow. I'm so wow. proud of that one. I'm really proud of that yeah. one. You're um, yourself. When you're sweaty, do you wipe yourself with a with a sponge? Is that I don't sweat. Is that because that's crazy. You don't oh, okay. Oh, I was gonna make a Prince Andrew joke, but that is not appropriate. So uh Mars. <laughs> what? Uh, America. Uh um no your body is still worse than this <laughs> you should see what i have to edit out richard hates me he has to edit so much on our pod richard's worse than you richard is really bad for it that's because he's edited out everything i've said <laughs> right oh because he, he's got to actually do the work and get it out um Mart, thoughts on Ferrari's performance so far? And I guess, what did you think of the inter-team battle between Sainz and Leclerc, which, you know, which put on a great show for everyone? Can we talk about that performance with Charles? Mm-hmm. Because Let's talk about it. Listen, Ooh, someone wants to talk about it. Hold on. Good. Yeah, trust. He said Nicky was good. Yeah. Go on, then. Go on, then. Go. I heard he was patting shit. Go on. After you. So, you? obviously, if any of you have watched Pit Stop Fracker, you know, there's a lot of cast members that get onto Charles Leclerc. I'm not one of those ones. But yesterday, I looked at that performance, and that was simply, it wasn't awful, <clears throat> but it wasn't good either. Ooh. It wasn't good. I Speak on it. Charles was, Charles, listen, I'm sorry. Max was there for the taking and you didn't help your boy at all. He just he just didn't help his boy at all. He just left him for dead. Just left him for dead. Signs was struggling, fighting Max, fighting Max. If if Charles had put a bit more effort into that like he did when he was chasing Signs and Checo, then maybe the race could have turned out a little bit differently. Maybe I mean it's inevitably it'll still end up in a Max win. Yeah. But I feel like Charles just he didn't he didn't he wasn't good okay. at all. Let me play devil's advocate. The pace differential between okay, one, there's a difference between chasing down Sergio Perez and chasing down Max Verstappen. Like, you know, we've established that, you know, Perez is fucking washed. Um also there's If Ferrari were quick enough, if he was quick enough to to challenge Max, I mean, I guess, you know, you've got two cars worth of dirty air, you're in a DRS train. I don't think I saw many third cars able to pull off a move on the 
second car in the DRS train because of the fact that the car in front also had DRS. So, and because the straight isn't long enough for the ability to slingshot past with, you know, the extra slipstream, I, you know, it would have always been difficult. So I guess from my point of view, I understand where you're coming from. I hear it, but I feel like Charles was like, he was just on the edge of DRS. He kept being on the edge. Like sometimes mm. he'll drop out, then yeah. he'll just get back in and he'll drop out again. But he wasn't really giving it much beans to... I feel like Charles is a much better driver than he showed yesterday. And I think he could have gotten closer to Max and actually pressured Max in maybe helping Carlos even to move up further and creating a bigger gap between uh, Carlos and Max. But I don't. I just don't think he, he just thought, you know what? At some point, Max is going to get into the lead. I can possibly get P2 or P3. And I think that's what he settled for instead of mm. trying to actually help his teammate trying to do something. And giving Max that extra pressure, I just think Max had it easy from Charles's side. Whereas when it's like, if it was, for example, if it was Max and Checo against Carlos, they would have beat him up. <laughs> Gonna beat him up, you know, like that video um, of when they're in a playground and they're like just beating up one guy up for the gang initiation. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it's been like. It's just that. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like Charles is just there, if... just happy to watch, and it's like it's as if he's like playing possum. It's like he accepted his fate like time ago, weeks ago, before the summer holiday. He was like, "This guy's gonna continuously win." And then I kind of see, okay, you're trying to fight. I agree with you, Marts, by the way. Okay, so now you're in a fight with your teammate who's been really, like, pulling the load. What I feel with Ferrari at the moment is it's like they are against each other more than they are the actual rest of the podium. It's like they're fighting against each other because they're both coming from a shithouse team, but it's better to be the less shithouse than the it's better to be the the shit house that's not in what am i even i was gonna say it's better to be it's better to be the bummy one the least bummiest one in the bummy crew yes there you go Woohoo! got it out yeah the least bummy one in the bummy crew and so they're fighting against each other to see who will do it so sorry that could not come out my mouth but yeah Yeah, sure. I'm, you're on mute. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> glad that I, I keep doing that. It's so long into doing this podcast. <laughs> I guess, again, shooting him some bail. Mm. The maximum either of them were ever going to achieve, given the pace of Perez, was third, right? Yeah. And so... Do you want to help your teammate defend against Max and fuck up your tyres and, you know, do more of what you're doing rather than just trying to get in a position where when you do get behind your teammate, you get to fucking attack them and you get to take that third place off them? I don't hate that. I guess what I will say about Charles is that if there was such a differential between the two drivers, 
the same way there was at Red Bull, right? And also, you know what? I feel like if Lewis was in that position, Lewis would be able to get past Russell as well. My opinion. That's what I think. Maybe I'm biased. Alonso and Stroll. Another example, right? Yeah. Of teammate. If there was such a difference between the two teammates, as a lot of people would have you believe, and like I said last week, I'm no longer calling Leclerc a generational driver until he shows me that he is a generational driver. And if mm-hmm. you are a generational driver, he's you're a Jensen fuck- button at best. Pardon? He's a Jensen button at best. Ooh, that That's is an bad. insult. That is an insult. I don't think it's an insult. I, think I love it. When you're an awful person. I love it. <laughs> when when Jensen um, came onto the scene, mm. he he was told that he could be possibly a world champion. And when he put him behind a right car, he ended up being a world champion. And I think that's what Charles is. He can. We look at him. He could possibly be a world champion. I don't see him winning multiple world championships, especially not against someone like Max, especially if he's Max is in Red Bull or something. He's, yeah, he's a Jensen. I think a Jensen button at best. Maybe a Kimi. A Kimi that can be bothered. But then a Kimi that can be bothered is a very great driver as well. So, yeah. Sorry, I had to get my dog the fuck out of it. Honestly, this guy, it's his birthday. He's just acting up. Um, no, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, yeah, I think I think what we're saying is, look, drivers like Kimi Raikkonen, Jensen Button, I won't put Alonso in there, but who did you say? Damon Hill. Damon Hill, right? Like... <laughs> The on their days, guys are being so no, rude. Look, Damon, they, no, look, Damon Hill should have won. Damon Hill should have won two. They should have won two, really. Like, if Hamilton fans feel aggrieved at what happened to Hamilton, what happened to Damon Hill, like in '94, is like crazy. Like, do you know what I mean, like Schumacher, Schumacher's. This is what pisses me off. No, sometimes you just got to actually tell the truth, yeah. Don't talk to me about Schumacher compared to Hammond. I'm sorry. Don't do it. Okay. This guy's got more black marks against his name than them men that are assigned to the Black Pearl on, in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. This guy should be doing live service on that boat. Respectfully. Honestly. 94 fucking Adelaide. 97 Hereth. The countless amount of times a man didn't even put his own brother into the wall. This is what people don't even understand. This guy was dirty as fuck. And anyway, so if you're a Damon Hill fan, you would say that this, this is why whenever you hear them on commentary, ask David Coulthard or fucking Damon Hill about, or even Martin Brundle. Martin Brundle was his teammate. Couldn't stand that motherfucker. Respectfully. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Damon Hill has a right to potentially, you know, we say Lewis has eight. Damon Hill could be classed as a two-time world champion. However, he's not. He's not. He's not. And it's, he's not, he's not, he's a one-time world champion. But what I'm saying is, (laughs) I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) What I'm saying is that 
Charles Leclerc is one of those, on his day, he is a quick driver, maybe unbeatable. But those days don't happen. The Bozo Gene, you guys. It's the the Bozo Gene. Look, this guy was that far away from doing what Verstappen done to Ricardo in Azerbaijan. And if he'd done that in Italy at Monza, costing a podium... I would have, honestly, that would have been some incredible shit. I would have loved it. But this is what I mean about Charles. If you were that good, if you had thought that long about the race, if you were really preserving your tyres so that you were in a better position at the end of the race to overtake Carlos, who was struggling with his rears from God knows when, you would have found a way past. You should have found a way past. Yeah. He had huh? One shot. He had one shot and he missed it. I feel like he Just had like more than that. one. <clears throat> well, he had Even one worse. major chance. Yeah. Yeah. And he he was at Havertz in front of goal. Just Don't get at Arsenal player. Okay. No, leave that shit. Okay. okay. Don't get I'm sorry. Let 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 the guy live, okay. Anyway, but true. One shot, you're gonna take it, or you're gonna fluff it, and yeah. you know, air kick it. And that's what I feel for me. I don't know, Tandy. Like how? Like you hate, not hate. You really don't rate Carlos Sainz as a top driver. Let's. No. Like, I think you respect him. No. Okay, cool. I you just, don't I respect. I don't understand Carlos. how he's anyone. So... <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth. That's go the on. thing. Yeah, go on. So, do you how do you think Charles Leclerc is that much better than Carlos Sainz? Oh, never thought of this one. Okay, um, I agree with what you have just said. Um, Charles has a day. Charles has the potential, but I don't know how long we can continue to say Charles has the potential. He's aging up. He's the same age as Max Verstappen, I'm pretty sure. Um, And I feel like for the past three years on this podcast, how many years have we done this podcast? How many years have we been doing this podcast plus more in my Uh, own time? I've now. Yeah, in the past three years, mm. we've been saying this is the golden boy who was chosen by Ferrari and he's going to get better. When's the better coming? Is the better in the room with us now? Do you know what I mean? So, but yeah. that is not to say that, as you said, obviously, we do have days where we see Charles absolutely flank it down the freaking the track and he absolutely smashes it for an amazing podium. But unfortunately for someone who we are going to start bigging up and saying, this is an amazing driver. One of the best on the grid. The, the bar is in hell, basically as of Carlos signs. I do not, I do not completely disagree that Carlos signs does not have great driver potential. Um, I think I'd say Carlos signs is similar to Checo Perez when operating quite well. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Can you say much? Oh, no, I was just going to... I was just agreeing with Tandy. I was going to yeah. say, um, in terms of Carlos Sainz, I think to... Yeah, or Monza, yesterday, is the best he'll... You ever see him drive. 
Yeah, this that's the best I've ever seen him drive this season. That's his ceiling. He he's one of those guys who has a lucky day. And on that lucky day, he will smash it. Or on that unlucky day, you'll actually be questioning, Carlos, how the fuck did you get around to doing that? Carlos, why the fuck did you do that? And so that's why it's always been hard for me to kind of say Carlos Sainz is is this amazing person that everyone puts him up to be. I think hyped up of being in the car, in the Ferrari boys, being part of the Ferrari boys mafia, gives him this podium that amongst F1 fans, I just simply have not kind of seen the diamonds encrusted around him yet. I'm just seeing diamantes. I don't. Yeah. And oh. that's my opinion. Hmm. Okay. You know what? I'll back it. came from Sanucci. <laughs> Sanucci, yeah? He's Sanucci. I've got the Instagram Cuban. He's Sanucci, trust. Oh. But then again, um, he did chase that guy for his watch, so maybe he's not Sanucci, you know what I'm saying? Hey! Let's talk um, about that! And where was Charles again? Where was Charles huh? to back his friend? Hey! Man said you must become pussy! Huh? There you go. Man, run him down! He said, not in my... Run him said, down! Not in home country. Do you know what I mean? No. So... No. no. I can't believe that. No. Big up Carlos yeah. Sainz for that. Big up Carlos. Like, man said, I'm going to run you down. That's gangster, man. Had a run a man down in my you know Air what? Force. Now I got a crease in the middle. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh. Come on, I know road tunes. Um, <laughs> um, um, I would say I really like the Carlos Sergio Perez comparison of a man who, when he was a McLaren, that was his level for me, where you've got a team. You're able to get a podium If there's an opportunity to get a podium You'll get a podium And you know he's maximising the qualities of that team I think in a top team Sometimes the lights are too bright But we can't ignore the fact That Carlos Sainz put it on pole Carlos Sainz defended Against two Red Bulls Very very fucking well And Mm -hmm. defended against his teammate very well And I think a lot of the time, more often than not, if that situation is there in front of him, he'll make the most of it. And I think that, that for me, is mm-hmm. the sign of a a good midfield driver. Someone who, when the opportunity yeah. presents itself, they will make the most of it. But I don't think he's made the most of the car that he's I had the whole time. I hate that term, good midfield right? driver, you know. I Why is that, Matt? When um, a driver is in a top team and you're calling him a good midfield driver, he's ass. I'll be real with you. In it. Check your parents. In it. I hate when people call him a good midfield driver. Like, the best he's going to be is a good midfield driver. Okay, but he's in a top car. So it means you're not good enough, Mm. genuinely. I mean, obviously, you need good midfield drivers like Hulkenberg and whatnot, but they're never getting into top teams. Mm. Yeah, but I just, I just the hate midfield that term. When, you're, when you're in a top team. Mm-hmm. Like okay, top okay. The okay. midfield drivers That's are the really people that point. you don't I'm post ne- on the gram. There's, it's that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> don't even tell your your, your old uni mates about him. 
Right. <laughs> so when's the last? No. Okay. That's fine. I'm just. just... You had flashbacks. <laughs> no, no, I'm just not seen. <laughs> just not seen much on, on Tandy's, but that's, 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 that's I have two know. Instagrams. Don't um, start. But... <laughs> 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 not seen much on the public one. That's bye. That's all. That's all. But uh, but <laughs> but no, I understand you what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and uh, and that's fine, and that's fine. Let's not get into it. That's, that's fine. fine. We're in a public forum. Yeah. We're in a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're in a podcast. Um, so we're in a public forum. Um, but uh, but what I would say is no, for sure. Like, but I guess this gets into a thing. And look, this is this has gone a bit off piece, but why not? Well, let's just get to the fucking why not. Mm-hmm. Is the way that we judge F1 drivers too binary? So. Like, for example, of, like, how we rate them. So, for example, Sergio Perez is, for all wants and purposes, doing a job in that second Red Bull most of the time. Let You know, taking aside that horrible run that he had, most of the time he's doing a reasonable job in a good car. But we've sat on here and called him all kinds of fucking shit. But I think that even someone like Danny Ricardo could do the exact same things he's doing. And I don't respect Danny Ricardo at all. So wow. I think when you, when you have about 14 other drivers that can do... Sorry, I really don't. Um, but you have 14 other drivers, I say, that can do exactly what Sergio Perez is doing in that Red Bull. And just in the Red Bull. I wouldn't say they could do it in every other team. Yeah. But in that Red Bull, I think there's about 14 other drivers on that grid that can do what he's doing or better. Yes. Okay, fair. Yes. And by the way, I'm not a re- I'm not a Daniel fan, but I'd never go as low as comparing him to Daniel's level. However, yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So you're saying mm-hmm. Perez is higher than Daniel Ricciardo? In terms of ability? Yeah. Yeah. I would actually say that. Yeah. I would say that. I'll say that. With so if confidence. Red Bull w- were to replace Sergio Perez with Danny Ricciardo next year, mm. you think that, that is a Same backward results. step? Same results. It's just that, Same results. It's just, yeah, it's just that Daniel's willing to accept it. Daniel would happily sign a contract that Isn't says, it? you are the... The contract would say, hi, Daniel. I, Daniel... Agree to be the second driver I'm and agree to, to have here. happy to be here. We'll smile and take pictures with the mascot and accept that the car will be ten seconds ahead of me at every single race. Your sincerely smiley face, Daniel Ricardo. The thing about ah. Carlos, uh, yeah, ah, the, <laughs> the thing, the difference between Sergio is Sergio signed a contract that specified that you will be in equal machinery and you will be equally treated and you will have equal strategy, and then he was screwed over. Daniel would actually accept it. Daniel would sell his soul away to Red Bull, whereas Carlo, I mean, whereas whereas Checo was comboozled, unfortunately. <clears throat> comboozled. I like that. Thank so, no, it's okay, man. Like, honestly, I... I There's a lot of people that would say Checo signed that very contract that you're saying Daniel signed. Um, Do you think that contract's yeah, he, the same? He, he signed it in spirit. 
Do you really think the print on both those drivers' contracts are the same? You you genuinely believe the print? If we had both of them, if I had my spies get me from the laptop, they would have the exact same print words. You you know that. You're smarter than that, Nyashi. You've been in the game too long. Come on. Tandy, Tandy, what I will will say is what needs to be said. Sorry, is it what... What's understood does not need to be said. Mm-hmm. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. Mm-hmm. See, Perez knew exactly what he signed up for. Mm-hmm. We know what happened. From Seb Vettel, we knew what was happening. And we knew once Max got into that car, who their number one was. So you don't have to explain it. You know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know who's going to get a preferential treatment. And that's fine. We expect the best drivers to get preferential treatment. Every best driver got it. Alonso got it. Hamilton's got it. Um, who else? Has, uh, Alonso. Got it. Wait, who's got it? got it? Huh? Hamilton. Hamilton got it. We bought us. He did. When what you have sticks to him, huh? What about George? George? George is not the best driver. I said the He's best not. drivers get it. No, but like Hamilton got it with Bottas, but does he? He doesn't have that with George, and you'd argue that in. A more in a more powerful situation with more work. Nasha, you, do you really want me to get started on George? Nasha, we don't right want now? to go into this conversation. Do you want me to get started on George Russell? Right? Let's do it. Fucking, this is the quick stop everyone podcast. Like, you feel like you're not a censor, man. If you want to say something, say no, fucking I mean, George. This, no. this pod will end up going into tomorrow. Bro, do you understand? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not even going to lie to you. The whole day when Lewis signed his new contract, oh my God, fucking Lewis signed a new contract. We'll talk about that in a second. I put one tweet out about George saying, I didn't even know George had signed a new contract. I just assumed that, like, George was going to be around. And I think I tweeted, like, oh, George Russell, black adjacent for, like, two more years. For, like, two hours, we got zero interactions on that tweet. Do you know how mad it is for us to get no interactions on a tweet? Everyone who listens to this podcast hates George Russell. So if there's anything you want to say now about George, trust me, you're not going to get cancelled. People are probably going to be like, oh, I, what Mark said about George, like, I really agree with that. Like, so the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, George is George. I, I don't like him at all, man. I'll be real with you. I don't like him. I don't tell him to his face. When, when I meet him one day, I'm going to tell him to his face. I don't like you. There's nothing they can really say, man. Mm. Like Alonso, I don't like you. And I, I I'll happily tell Alonso that's his face. I do not like you. So George is the same thing. It's just, he he gave me very snaky vibes. Like, I know everyone loved that comment when it was hungry 2021. And he's like, oh, sacrifice my race for the TV. I saw right through that. <laughs> I saw right through and I called it out and I said, listen, this guy is just chatting for the cameras. Like we call him PR63. That is it. I I cannot stand the guy. He's just so snaky. I feel like he's cost Hamilton potential wins and positions in um especially last year. I think there was a good chance that they had a potential that Mercedes could have got a win last year. And in Zanvoort, I feel like he just Zanvoort, left Lewis yeah, up yeah. for he left yeah, Lewis yeah. up for dry. Um again, it's just I, can't, I just don't like him, man. But like, I'd rather Rosberg be Hamilton's teammate. And I, you know what Rosberg did to Hamilton. And I just... You know, you know what it is, yeah? You know what it is? It's, it's like racism. 
You know, there's two types of racism. There's uh, yeah. overt racism. Yeah. And there's the, the one you get in Britain. Yeah, like insidious. <laughs> like, yeah. Insidious. I hate the one you get in Britain. Sinister. I'd rather you just call me what you want to call me. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather you call me what you want to call me. At least I know where it is. He's just very like, he's playing a game and I don't like it. Oh, Lord, they're okay. coming for us oh. this week. Not this week they are coming for us. Okay. Come on. Come for you. We don't care. Coming for who? They're gonna launch you. They're gonna launch you. We don't care. <laughs> Let me tell you right now. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> um Tandy. Yeah. Before we get into Stars and Donkeys, Lewis Hammond, two more years. Um two more years. How do you feel about that? And obviously. His performance of the weekend. Um, I was in bed when the notification came through, and it was like Lewis Hamilton, two more years, and it was like two more years, and it's sort of kind of like two more years, which is it's like a panic scare, but at the same time, it's like two more years, cool. So yeah, um, the man looks great in the Mercedes colors. What can I say? Um, probably the best thing to ever happen to the sport. Um, I definitely agree. Newey and Hamilton are very like this in terms of best things ever happen to the sport. Um, I'm happy for him as long as he's happened. Two more years and then what? I'm just, I don't want to question the then what. Do you reckon? Well, I think so. I think two more years. I think he years, wants kids. I don't think he does. I think, honestly, mm. I think two more years, 24, 25, mm. see where Mercedes are, but he'll be yeah. thinking the whole time like, New regulations, 2026. Could I? Like, if we're the best team, yeah. I could do it. It could happen. Mercedes have always had strong engines. It's a new mm. engine regulation. Why you know, me and um, we be strong? Me and Aldous were talking about this on Friday together. And um, mm. we were just kind of talking about, you know, the similarities between Lewis Hamilton and Alonso um, in terms of how they both love this sport and they're like... Egarity, do you ever do you think that Lewis will ever kind of be similar to Alonso that he will literally go on into his what we would call old kind of days into it? Because I mean Alonso is also committed to the to the entire thing. Alonso has no kids according to Aldous, and I I didn't even realise. Um and obviously he's just, just split up with his girlfriend. Yeah, he just split up with his girlfriend, you know. And so I know how that feels. We've all been there, you know. <laughs> Welcome to the singles club. Time is away from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, God. it's I, it's okay. No, no, but I'm really sorry about that. Red wine, <laughs> lots of red wine, plenty red wine. Look. Plenty yeah, red wine. Just, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Hennessy and Ray, that's it, man. That's Hennessy it. and Ray? Yeah. Together? Yeah, why not? You need healthier coping options. Uh, don't that. take that from Yasha. As, as your vapes. brother. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. Quit vapes, so, so. But, Wait, you know. That is. <laughs> hey, Whatever. look. Okay. okay, look. Let's not talk about what my coping <laughs> habits are. Okay. <laughs> or whatever narcotics I use. Because that's neither here nor there on the Quick Stop Fun podcast. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Jesus fucking, fucking Christ! It's a fu- fucking snitch session over here. <laughs> Fuck is this? 
Excuse me. Oh, fucking you. Oh, am this whole bitch. I'm out of this whole bitch. We start talking about my Instagram and I just start fighting. I just, I start oh, fighting. Anyway, months. Anyway, months. Anyway, months. It's all right being single. It's all right being single. It's all right. You're a good looking fella. Yeah, you're, right. you're tough, right? Yeah, you're tough, right? You're tough, right? You're right. Niggas break up every day, B. <laughs> you tough, right? Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, but no, but no, commiserations. Um, <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I think, look, if this was like a few years ago when he was like flirting with becoming a full-time musician, I think he had Diddy in his ear like, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. Take that. Take that. <laughs> then like maybe he like, he was going to, he that. was going to do it. But I think not. Nah, take that. Take that. Um, uh-huh. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so, <laughs> so I think um, then I was a bit worried about it, but I think now he realizes that it's nice to have hobbies. I think he realizes that this is my thing. I race fucking motorsports. I race driving like cars, the best cars in the world. I'm still pretty much as good as anyone on the grid. I can do that for as long as I need to, whilst doing all my other shit on the side. Mm-hmm. And then I think I genuinely think that he will go until a point where he falls off a cliff, or until a point where. I think he gets at least like one or two more world championships. Um, to be on the precipice of history and have to then make a decision yourself to stop rather than someone saying, kind of like Michael Schumacher, look, look, we're going to kick you out now and get Kimi Räikkönen. So I don't know what you're doing. Kind of like when I have to kick niggas out of my house and I have to be like, look, I'm going to bed. I don't know what you're doing, but... You need to go somewhere. Um, then, yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be okay for another at least. I think he'll. I mean, Fernando's what forty two. Lewis is thirty eight, thirty nine. So, um, as long as Alonso is still there, Lewis has always got that kind of barometer of like, well, I can still keep going. So, so why not? I I think the quality on the grid is so bad that you need Lewis for another yeah. five years anyway. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if like they literally, quite literally, begged him, beg him to be to like, say, please. Yeah. Him and Alonso, just... they're going to be yeah. dead to like 50. Trust. Look, apparently the cars are so easy to drive these days that that's not an issue. So yeah. why not? Well, look, let's go. Star of the day. Martz, as the guest, you get to go first. Who's your star of the day? So I said it on our pod yesterday who my driver day was. And I'm going to stick with it. Lewis Hamilton. Don't piss me off! Let me me explain. Because I know some of you might be thinking, why Lewis Hamilton? So, Mercedes put him on a terrible strategy at the beginning of the race. I'll be real with you. Put him on the hards. Was a terrible strategy. Again, what did they do? Was it? I think it was a bad strategy. But it helped him towards the end. Yeah, but that's because it's Lewis. Like, but that's, that's Lewis tax. Lewis, Lewis tax. Like, that's the end. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Lewis, well done. Then he had a little bit of a Charles Leclerc moment where he decided to do something stupid. And 
as much as I know people want to say, oh, but everyone else done it, why? It was a stonewall penalty. It was a stonewall penalty. Yeah. And... Yeah. Shall we talk about that quickly before you carry on? Yeah, go on. Obviously, Lewis got the five second penalty against Piastri. Um, kind of moving in the breaking zone, you know, and kind of not giving enough space, essentially. And, like, you know, this was something that, I'm not going to lie, Vettel started doing in his later years, which I, you know, it, kind of, it was reminiscent of like Vettel in Brazil against Leclerc, um, kind of moving over where he didn't really need to move over and creating an accident. Um, how do I put this? I just think that Alzheimer's kicking in early. You've got, got to drive for a bit and it is just like... That was it. <laughs> and listen, I love him. I'm Lewis's biggest fan. But <laughs> sometimes you just gotta admit when he just does something stupid and it's like Yeah, I no, actually it... don't want to talk about it. It's funny as well. <laughs> we can look back at it and laugh at it now. Because it is funny. Because then what did he go on to do? He went on to do the greatest thing I've ever well, one of the greatest things I've ever seen from him. He went and put five seconds on Albon in three yeah. laps. In three laps. In three yeah. laps. Yeah. And then what do you want to say? Yeah. As much as you, you want to say Albon held the pack up and whatnot, and he was being a bit of a, um, as they call him, a terrorist, um, I just think that's still amazing. In three laps, I put five seconds on somebody. Well, it's not even five. It was 7.2 seven, seconds. Seven seconds, yeah. He's, it's why he's a GOAT. It is why he's the GOAT. And the fact that you can do that in one race, and he's done this multiple times where he's gotten penalties, and he's outdriven these penalties, and he's, yeah. For me, he's just the greatest. I love him so much. I don't doubt that at all. I love, I love I look, I love him too. Um, it was a bit of a bozo moment. I'm not even going to fucking go into it. I can't be bothered, but... Everyone has him. He was wrong. Everyone he has him. And also... He was in the role. He apologised as well. And he apologised yeah. as well. I think that was good. Um, mm. I think what I liked was that what was funny in 2021 was that everyone was like, well, Lewis could have given Max more room at the chicane. And then literally everyone went through that chicane and they either bailed out and went down the fucking exit road or... They just gave up the space. And people realise that you cannot overtake round the outside, round the corner, other than one person! Only one man the whole race went down the outside into that first chicane. Who was it? Lewis Carl Davidson Hamilton. There's levels to this, Okay. Your driver might have to pussy out of that chicane, respectfully. My driver doesn't. Why? Because the racecraft, when he wants it to be, is very good. Obviously, what happened with Piastri is not good. But I just thought that move around the outside of Alex Albon was just incredible. Now, look, obviously, tyre differentials, X, Y, Z. But he's still going to make it happen. And that's why I'm like... As much as it was a dudge strategy, lost places at the start and, you know, 
pretty much nowhere for 75% of the race, allowing him... And also, you know, the commentators at the start were like, oh, he's not eating into that gap to Piastri that much. You know, the medium tyres might not be working. He was saving them. And then at one point he was like, right, fuck it. It's hammer time. I'm going to go for it. And I think it was an absolute lesson in tyre preservation, uh, aggressive overtaking, and then, like I said, to pull off that fucking five-second gap, um, well, seven-second gap in three, three, four laps was incredible. So I highly agree. Tandy, there was a bit he... where I was worried, sorry. When, so he think... was, um, when he was in the lead uh, of the race and he was on the hard still, and then everyone just kept passing him. He was dropping like a stone. I was yeah. a bit white then. I'm glad they brought him he in pulled at it that through. point. He, yeah. I'm glad they brought him in. Uh, Tandy, thoughts on Lewis Hamilton? Oh, I've actually, did I already get your thoughts? Because you were like, he's the, he's the best thing. Yeah, he's a goat. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah, he's a goat. <clears throat> Great guy. Say no more, say no more. Tandy, your star of the day. Um, despite obviously my bad words on him, I will give it to Carlos Sainz because the efforts that were shown in last, uh, not last week, this week's race, um, astounding, yeah. fantastic, impressive even. And I was impressed. And so I, I just think with Carlos, the only thing that would make me really respect Carlos, if, if this was consistent, if he comes next week and he's got the same energy, if he comes from the next three races and at least puts in the same energy of trying to get close to a podium, then I'll accept it. But it just feels like once in a blue moon, huh, you see what I did there? Once in a blue moon, oh, you see? Um, we see the side of Carlos, but I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Could you, could you explain the blue moon? So um, last she, week... She said earlier... Huh? Oh, sorry, go on. Last week was a blue That's moon. Awesome. It was a blue oh. moon that we won't get now for another, like... Oh shit! The the blue moon. Oh fuck! Every time someone says shit like that, I always just like assume it's like misinformation. So I'm like, I'm not. You're not gonna trick me. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And like, I got tricked once. I'm like, I'm not looking at my window. No. I don't care how fucking big the moon I'm, is. Okay, I'm big on uh, like I've got moonstones, but yeah, once in the blue moon, he shows oh. us something. But I'd rather it be consistent. But it did entertain yeah. me, as I did say, seeing the Red Bull and, you know, the the Ferrari going head to head. And at one point, like, Max yeah. taking the lead and then completely losing it because of signs, his efforts. That was that was stuff we haven't seen in years. Bellissimo. Bellissimo, bellissimo. Bene, bene. Okay, good. Um, yeah, really, two really good picks. Um mm. My star of the day, but it oh, I would also like. Sorry if this was yours to give some props to Albon as well. Yeah, that, I think that was going to be mine. So let's sorry. let's do it anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. That's absolutely fine. I think he deserves all the fucking credit, man. Like, mm -hmm. um, for him to get into sixth place, seventh. Seventh place, that was it, sorry. Seventh place. In a Williams, again, look, we knew they were always going to be quick. Well, they were always going to be able to be strong around here because of their straight line advantage. We saw it last year with De Vries when he stepped in for Albon and there, you know, everyone, Albon said like, 
out of all the races I didn't want to miss last year, Monza was the one because I knew just how quick we were going to be around there. And he proved that this year. I think his qualifying performance was incredible. Um, and his race was incredible. You know, to keep the two McLarens behind pretty much, you know, the whole time was was great. And um, I guess, I mean, I, I you know, we had this discussion last week after another great you know performance in Zandvoort. But I guess Tandy... We don't really, I don't I don't feel like I've not been able to ask you much about Alex Albon, but like, where does he rate on your kind of F1 driver? Oh, I don't know. I definitely think I wanted, what I wanted to say is in terms of people who really stick their elbows out and can defend till the cows come home, Alex Albon is probably top three. Sorry. Top three. Ooh. Four. I like it. <laughs> he's so good at it and like I don't know if anyone's noticing but he just keeps getting better and better at it and if he continues in that trajectory that's what you need oh god the word of the week today has been trajectory I said that a lot but if he continues on that path that is such a good skill to have because you have drivers who are top five and don't know how to stick their elbows out Bottas um, do you know what I mean I mean look Joanne please I was gonna I, I, was I gonna, still haven't forgiven him for France I was going to say the Mexican guy, but okay. France, Mexico, Abu Dhabi, like, what the fuck was this guy? <laughs> like, anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, look, and this is why I'm like, as much as I hate George, people are like, oh, we want Bottas back because Bottas just fucking was yes. in love with Lewis. And it's like, guys, I'm sorry. We, was he? We don't run race teams based on fucking... If he really no, loved Lewis, the... he would no. have won the championship. This is what I'm trying to say to you, yeah? I'm sorry, yeah. There's people who either didn't watch 2021 and came in afterwards and all they've seen is like that Lewis is like, oh, Valtteri's my best teammate. Or they watched 2021 and like we're watching different things. Because I remember the Spain incident where he wouldn't let Lewis pass even though he was on a different strategy and like didn't let him pass for fucking ages. I remember Mexico. I remember fucking, what was the other one you man just said? Uh, France. 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 I remember, I remember Russia. Remember Russia? Like fucking, and his performance in Abu Dhabi, like Perez was up there able to fucking, anyway, let's not get into it. I promise you, there was times when Bottas, I swear, would just be driving and then he would just go. Okay. Let's this guy was looking at his fucking phone, actually. I've got something <laughs> to be honest. But, um, no, Alex Albon, great. What I wanted to ask you guys quickly mm-hmm. James Vowles doing what looks like a great job at Williams. Mm-hmm. Is it? Because I saw a tweet from Aldous and I kind of agree with it. Which is? He said that James Vowles is doing, was it letting Al, just Albon? Should I an Albon? Just oh. pick him early and just hope for the best. And it, I mean, that is kind of what they've been doing. Ooh. It's what they, they used to do, kind of, like, he used to do at like Mercedes a bit as well. And it's, yeah. I mean, it works sometimes. But also, I get it, but. I feel like at Mercedes, they wouldn't. They went for an aggressive undercut with Albon. I feel like he pitted 
laps and laps before anyone yeah. else pitted. Like he pitted early, early, mm. and they because they were like, we're not going to let anyone. So that was an aggressive strategy. So for me, I don't mind that because that's like you know what, no matter what happens track position we're going to have i don't care how early it is track position if people pass us fine but at least we've got track positions no one's going to undercut us we didn't see that mercedes <coughs> there was times where we were begging for us to do the undercut and it never happened because we were just so sure and whatever so i get what you're saying but i guess also Okay, let me say this. Let's say if Williams continue on whatever trajectory they're on now, right? They're probably going to finish, what, eighth in the uh, constructors? Maybe seventh? I can't remember where they are. If they continue on this trajectory... Maybe seventh, right? right? If they continue on this trajectory up and Mercedes continue on whatever trajectory they are, right... 24-25 James Vowles Mercedes team principal who says no? Me If Lewis is still there me <laughs> I wanted to know where he was going with that <laughs> What a weird thing to say No This is a guy he's, 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 he's got He's got Huh? I said I'd rather Mike crack why? He's scaring the Aston Martin have just bottled. Exactly. Aston Martin have just bottled third place in the fucking championship. Exactly. I'd rather him than James Vowles. I'll be real with you. Oh, and wow. James Vowles is. He had his chance. I do think Toto needs to step back, though. I do think Toto needs to step back. I think he's. They need a new voice there. He's not running the I team think... as efficiently as possible. What do you make of Toto's comments about records not being important? It's only for Wikipedia and. I can't use the word I want to describe Toto. We'll bleep I don't it like out. Toto. Like Toto's another one I just don't like. Because I just feel like that's a bitch made comment. I real I'd be real with you. Like, who says something like that? This is a flipping sport, like. Really? This is a sport where you literally, you literally were about to break a record with Lewis Hamilton. How can you say some bullshit like that? Really? That, that man actually, my blood. What I want to say is him. this: I'm not gonna lie to you. We had season upon season of DTS with Christian Horner. There was a point where Lewis or Toto was talking, and he was like, "Oh fuck off!" Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Red Bull at no point respected what. Mercedes were doing at all ever and I think this is what this is what uh what I want to say right when Mercedes were having their dominance none of these people who are telling us to respect the dominance were telling us to respect the dominance even and they're saying, look, you guys went on for fucking eight years and you had all this dominance. Well, let me tell you, in 2015, 2016, there was not one person 
in the media that was like, wow, we need to really respect what Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton are doing now. They hated it. Maybe because it came off the back of four years of fucking Vettel dominance or whatever. But again, we've just come off of eight years of Hamilton dominance. So it's crazy that after four years of Vettel dominance, then we have another fucking period and you refuse to respect that as it is. After eight years of fucking Mercedes dominance, we have fucking two years of Red Bull, well, three years world... World uh, Constructors Championships, basically. Two years World Driver Championship. Or the other way around, I can't remember. <coughs> the other way around, sorry. Two years uh, Constructors, three years Drivers. Potentially this year. The way that... I'm going to fucking post... I'm going to post... Uh, Hamilton Insights did an incredible post the other day. And I'm just going to read a little bit uh, of it. Because... This page, by the way, is like the fucking my one of my favorite Twitter pages. Like they do everything so fucking right. Give me two seconds. I want to find it. No. Okay. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, right, this fucking paragraph in particular was the one. I'm just gonna link it here for you, Chris. So you've got it. And everyone can see it. There you go. It's in the mm-hmm. uh, chat. It's a real pity that the F1 media has always driven the narrative that someone beating Lewis was him undone. He's not. Lewis Hammond is timeless, just like Schumacher, Senna, Lauda, Fanjo before him. Celebrating Lewis's greatness has never been opposed to celebrating Michael's or Ayrton's greatness. They all belong to the sports pantheon. The media narrative is the reason the fan base became this fractured, this antagonistic. Grooming someone as Lewis's nemesis or as his undoing is so cleaving. And for what? To preserve the idea of a certain demographic's supremacy over the sport. Mm. And for someone, I don't know if they wrote that. If they did write that, that is, I mean, the whole thing is an incredible thing. And if, if they did write that, that's some of the best writing I've ever seen. But I think for me, this is what I can't, get behind with F1 right now. All of us have seen the script. Okay. We've seen the script. We thought we saw the script in 2021. We saw the script in fucking Brazil when they refused to give Max a penalty. We saw the fucking script in Saudi Arabia when they refused to give Max a penalty until after the race. And then they made the penalty just enough. So he still finished second, but not Um... enough to ruin the championship battle. We saw what happened in Abu Dhabi 2021. And not to hark back to it, but that whole season, what, you know, people say F1 Twitter is so fractious. Sky Sports journalists can't say anything on F1 Twitter without someone saying anything or like being like bullied or whatever. Exactly, right? But this is what I'm trying to say. They fucking built Verstappen into this guy that is his whole thing was you are going to topple Lewis Hamilton. And on top of that, you are now going to be the one to be the, the flag bearer, the standard setter, as Martin Brother always likes to put it, the high water tide mark in the sport, you're going to take it to another level. An honest John cannot be fooled, okay? <laughs> and 
at the end of the day, I've kind of struggled to put into words why I can't respect Verstappen and whatever's going on right now. And I'm sorry, I can't even remember where we started on this point. But what I'm trying to say is what's happening in this sport? I can't respect what's happening because of how they've presented it to absolutely everyone in this sport. And they expect us, these people, like I said, Obviously, Tandy, you're a little bit different, but a lot of us <laughs> consume this sport. Like, you know, there's people like me. Which there's people like you don't consume every fucking little bit. But like I said the other day, if I fucking watch practice, three practice sessions, qualifying session, a race, plus fucking build up and after, I'm committing over, let's say, what, seven, seven hours? hours of mm. fuck every fortnight to this mm. sport. So over the course of a fucking... uh a whole working day. 700, yeah, that is a whole working so day. Like 168 hours a year, at least, just watching the races, let alone the hours I'm spending doing a podcast or reading articles or watching other shit. You can't pull the wool over our eyes. They tried to pull the wool over our eyes. Yes, I can respect what they're fucking doing right now, but... The way that you've packaged it, you can't be mad at people when it leaves a sour taste in their mouth. And that's that's what I wanted to say. That is where it's I at. I know that I've really I've veered really far off of where we were <laughs> because I can't actually remember what started that. Um <laughs> but that's that's how I feel. I literally can't remember. I was talking and I was like I can't actually remember what started that <laughs> at all. But maybe, oh, James Vars Mercedes, maybe. Who sees? Oh, Let's, it might work. <laughs> <laughs> it might work. It might work. It might work. We'll see. Um, <laughs> my uh, my start of the day was album. Um, like, let's do donkeys before the red wine catches up to me. My donkey today is Nico Rosberg. <laughs> remember that fucking... Remember that fire in the booth when Drake was just reading off his fucking phone? Uh-huh. Why the fuck is man on his phone doing the driver interviews? Like, what is there on your phone? You need to fucking reference whilst interviewing the drivers. And also, it's like he had like a little script. He was like, oh, Carlos, you did so well out there. You defended so well out there against the Red Bulls. How did you find them? Why are you looking at your phone? This guy, I just don't understand. I just honestly, I've got no donkeys other than this guy because he just infuriates me by doing just like the most banal things mm. which shouldn't be done. Like, do you mean, okay. like, why are you always barefoot? Why <laughs> are you always sweating profusely? Do you know, why the, are you looking do you at know your how, like, on the podium? Like, just, you know how, like, comfortable I am in your house? How I like, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'll and people will be like, look at me, and I'll be like, well, this is my family home. I think that's the mentality yeah. he has. Nico Rosberg's now, one of the dons that come to my house. Party starts at eight, mm, nine thirty. Mm, can I get a Tupperware box? Who does that? That's, that's who, crazy. That, that's who. That's who Nico Rosberg is. Terrible. Like respectfully. Awful, that was you. So, um, anyway, Mart, who's your donkey of the day? 
Oh, Alpine. They're just bad. They're They're so bad. They are so bad. They're really bad. They're awful. Really bad. What's happening? The fact that we didn't even know Ocon retired until the end of the race. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, really bad. Don't know what happened with them. Yeah. The thing is, they had a podium last week, so it's like the the variance in their weekends just feels like it's either like win or bust, to be honest, but bust off more often than not. It's an anomaly. That podium was an anomaly. It was, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, it wasn't an anomaly. Then they're not great. And it's that way um, Ocon won in Hungary. It's just an anomaly. It just doesn't really make sense. Uh but no, it was in the paddock this week. People are saying it's gonna go to Alpine. Do you think that makes them a, a, a strong prospect? Uh, um I think if they can redevelop the engine a bit um and change a few things, if they can get away with it, then why not? Other than that, I don't see what he's going to do, really. They've got the same problem as Ferrari. It's, um, uh, what's it called? Organisational structure. That's what their yeah. problem is. Um, and they just need a good team principal to come in and sort that out. And I don't think Bernardo is that guy. Fair play. Tandy? Um, I have nothing to say about that team. I just... Are you asking me who my donkey is? No, just a quick word on Alpine and oh, then... Yeah, oh, I have donkey. nothing to say about Alpine at all. I don't know where they've kind of just plummeted, to be honest. I'm not really even paying attention. I kind of forgot mm. they even existed, which is sad. Yeah, no. Fair Maybe they're running yeah, on Alpine no, as well. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> who knows? Save the planet. Why not? And that's important. Um, Who's uh, who's your donkey today? Charles. Charles. As I said earlier, every time one of them gets, like, has a good race, the other one will always look like a bum. And unfortunately, it was you today. There's no ifs, there's no buts, there's no in-between. When they both lose, they're both bums. When one loses you are the other bum. Like, it's that's just how I feel about the entire team at the moment. Charles showed up, tried to fight his teammate who'd been fighting for his life the entire race, tried to fight him for freaking third place, didn't get it, and, and then turned around yeah. and said it was the most exhilarating race he's had in a while. I think that's embarrassing. If you think that was exhilarating, for you, that isn't great, is it? Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's great that you found that a great race to be fair, Char. I think that's awful, if anything. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give you the donkey of the day. Fair play, fair play, fair play. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's playing the team game, but yeah, also I don't like, care. Could have that dog. How many times have we said he doesn't have that dog in him? How many more times do um, we have to say it? Like you know I, I mean? get it, no, like, sure. he, he does so much talking and barking when he's, like, mm. interviewed. He's like Scrappy-Doo. My friends hey, love to call you know him Scrappy-Doo. He's like, te- he's like but... Teddy, bro. Te- <laughs> Teddy's silent. There's nothing you can say to Teddy that will make him bark. But if <laughs> Teddy sees or a big dog on the road... Well, he hears the, the door. 
<laughs> the door is the most compromising situation this nigga has ever felt in his life. <laughs> woof, 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 woof. Unbelievable. This guy, actually, let me and let me get him back in for his birthday. Give me two seconds. You guys... It's his birthday oh. today. His birthday. Wow. He didn't tell Teddy me it was birthdays. Teddy's birthday. What? So Nyasha shares the same birthday with his dog? It's truly genius stuff, if you ask me. His parents was active on New Year's Day, man. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Oh, is that how many months it's been? Nine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's actually so true as well. New Year, new baby. <sighs> and here he is. You know, people online call him the quick stop mascot. Here he is. Here he is. He's looking at the mic like, why have you got that in front of me? I'm not saying anything, bro. The lights are bright. He doesn't want to be here. Hi, Teddy. I met him for the first time. Hey, Teddy. Say hello. Teddy. Okay, now you're shy. You want to act shy now? Okay. Happy birthday, everyone. Bye. Bye. Happy birthday, Teddy. This guy. You want to act all big all the time. Now you I love how Teddy's been used. In relation to Charlotte Claire, who he has no idea who he is. Do it! That's yeah. Charlotte Claire. Do you know what I mean? The lights are too bright. Oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, I don't want to be here. But all talk when the mics are out and you're being interviewed by... Yeah, exactly. Nico with his mobile phone out. Do you know what I mean? It's just not making sense. Like, honestly, I think the chat should match yeah. the action and unfortunately it never does with him. Or bark, no bite. Okay. Okay, well, look, fair play. Well, look, those are our stars and donkeys. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I think we've we've covered the whole race. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you to everyone. You know what? And, Mark, thank you to you. You know what? I really love everything you guys are doing over a fucking pit stop tracker. Congratulations, yeah. by the way, on 100 episodes. That's really fucking amazing. You guys are... Honestly, very important in this space. I want you guys to know that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of podcasts start and you see them start and then you wonder where they are a year or so later, they fucked off. Mm. And you guys have always been there consistently. And I think yeah. that's really commendable. So I really Thank want to you like, give you guys you. your flowers. Like, Yeah. Um, and thank you to you, honestly. Um, you're all right. Turn up the next part I have. If you turn up after like 10.30, you're not coming. But that's neither here nor there. Um, thank you, Marks, for coming on. Tandy, anything else before we go? Not at all, lad. Not at all. Okay, Marks, sorry, I didn't give you an opportunity to say anything. Was there anything you wanted to say before? No, no, nothing much. Just follow us on Fracker on TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter, of course, uh, Fred. But don't follow me. That's it. There you, there go. you go. Follow follow the brand, not the person. Not you know, the man. That's a refreshing thing to hear. Refreshing thing to hear on this podcast. Um, but no. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this show today. It's my birthday in an hour and 40 minutes. An hour and um, 40 minutes. He's so old. An hour and 40 minutes. Okay, yeah, cool, wicked, thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to this podcast. If you want to like and subscribe, make sure you do that on this fucking YouTube, Spotify, Fast Time Review, Apple Podcast Review, Patreon, if you don't want to hear what a fucking useless advert. And until the next time, we'll see you then. But remember, 
No matter what life throws at you, Tandy. Keep it on the black stuff. There you go. Take care, guys. Have a lovely evening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.